Well, that wasn't our intro. No, it was not. You guys are in the right place. This is still the Take a Seat Not a Side podcast. But what you just heard was a sound clip from a band called A Legend Alone. And the drummer, JJ Kneifel, is a good friend of mine. And we actually just got done interviewing him. So you guys are going to see that in just a little bit here. So that's really exciting. Hmm, should we make him make us an intro? <laughs> the interview went actually longer than we were planning, which is great. Like, <laughs> it was really funny. He tries matcha tea about halfway through there, I think. Um, just a really funny interview. So we're going to keep this part short. Um, we did want to do a segment here that we've been waiting to do. We probably should have did it earlier in the year, but we want to get it done before next week. So. Um, Kelsey and I, we watch a lot of movies. In fact, before the, before the quarantine, we watched, I think we counted every movie that we saw in theaters in 2019 and it was over 20. Like we saw a lot of movies, especially for a lot of people don't even go to a movie theater, maybe once or twice a year. And we were going like more than once a month, which is oh e- yeah easily quite a bit. Sometimes we don't even go to the same movie. If there's a like, I don't really like horror movies, and she doesn't really like um like the stupid corny action movies. So if those are the movies that are out, Kelsey will go to one, and I'll go to the other, and we'll meet up when it's over. No shame. You find a movie that, or two movies in that case, that start at about the same time and have about the same runtime. I mean, no arguments. Both parties are happy. You really don't feel like you're going alone because it's like. You're still there with me, just not in the same movie theater. And actually, I remember the very first movie, and it's ironic, well, you'll get to why, the very first movie I saw alone um, was the King Kong that came out about three years ago. And like, I kept asking Kelsey to go to it, like, can we go to it, can we go to it? And she had zero interest. So I said, screw it, like, I'm not going to miss seeing King Kong on the big screen. Like, that's the whole point of seeing King Kong. I don't want to see it on my little 43-inch TV in my living room. I want to see it on the massive screen with massive speakers. So I went and saw that by myself, and it was a little bit awkward at first. Um, it was me and then a bunch of high school kids, and they probably thought I was, I don't know. I don't care what they thought. Like, looking back, that's the dumbest thing I could have like, who cares? ever worried about. Yeah. And since then, I've probably seen about probably about six movies by myself. Sounds about right. I went, okay, you want to talk about awkward, just real quick. We don't want this to go on for too long because, like we said, we have a very good, very long interview. Not long, but a good interview. Um, I went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey by myself. Can I just tell you? Because, like, you didn't want to go see it, and I felt really weird, like, going with, like, girlfriends, but I had, like, I had read the books, and I wanted to see the movie. And since you refused to go, I was like, you know what? I'll go at like 10 a.m. on a, I think it was like a Sunday morning. And I was like, nobody else will be there. It's like 10 a.m. on Sunday. Everyone's in church. They're not going to see Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't think the people that are going to church are going to see that movie. You know, don't judge. But regardless, I showed up. That theater was packed. And it was all people that were also there alone. And like men that were there alone. And I was like, this is really weird. But I made it through. 
you got to break the ice with like that first solo movie theater going to and then you're good. Yeah, that first one I went to, uh, King Kong, it was pretty empty. So I got to like sit by myself and just just chill. But um, well, you went at like after I think you were working second shift at the time and you went like after you got off work, mm -hmm. I think. So probably pretty late. So if there's anyone that if there's anyone that doesn't like the same movies as their wife or vice versa, like go to see a movie by yourself. Like who cares? Go alone. Yeah, hundred percent. And you may have already mentioned this. So there's a lot of good movies coming out this next year. A lot of good ones. Like we keep looking at information because a lot of these movies that are coming out like later in the year don't even have trailers yet. So really, all you have are like those pictures on set and stuff like that. So did you mention we're only going to do the first half of the year for right now because there's so many movies that we could literally do a whole podcast. I didn't even tell them what we're doing. Yet. Oh, shoot. So given that we go to a lot of movies, we wanted to look at uh, what's coming out in 2021 and come up with what movies we think we're going to want to watch coming out. And like Kelsey said, there's a lot. A big reason there's a lot is because a lot of the movies that were, were supposed to come out in 2020, they all got pushed back to 2021, and it, some even got pushed back further uh, because no one was going to the movie theaters, obviously. And these big blockbusters didn't want to lose all this money, you know, make a $400 million movie, and then lose their behinds on it because no one can watch it. So, but a lot of those are... Uh, able to come out now whether it's in the movie theaters or some are being released straight to hbo mm -hmm. which makes it uh easy so you have to get an hbo max membership for some of these but um so we're, we can't really go into that because we didn't look into where these are all being released but we have our top five movies each that we're looking forward to seeing um and for this segment we're focusing on just between january and june 31st so the first half of the year our top five movies that we're looking forward to seeing. So do know that we know that there are some epic movies coming out towards the end of this year. We are fully aware. Trust me. But we can't keep you guys here all day. So, <laughs> And some of these movies that are coming out later in the year don't have, and I'm not sure if I already said this, but they don't even have trailers yet. So it's like, it's good for these movies that are coming out in the first half that we're actually able to get a glimpse of what the movie is going to be. So do you want to go first? Or we're going to do them by ordering of when they're coming out or when they've come out. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just give my number one. Uh, this, is, this actually came out uh, coming into this weekend on March 18th. It's Zack Snyder's Justice League. So Snyder was the original director of Justice League, and I don't know all the politics behind it, but uh, DC didn't like where he was taking it. So halfway through uh, production, like they they switched directors, and then the new director is what uh, who released the movie that actually came out in 2017, I think it was. 2018, maybe? I'm not sure. And the movie wasn't that good. So DC fans were like, have been really looking forward to seeing this movie because it's supposed to be supposed to make a lot more sense. Um, it is a four hour long superhero movie, uh, but you get a lot more. Your brother and your sister-in-law were saying that you get a lot more backstory 
especially on the did they say that yeah they said that on the um the villain quote unquote you get a lot more backstory on him too or is it jj that said that i believe it was my brother and maybe jj I don't know. So far, that seems to be the overall consensus is that you get more information. And he basically, I think both of them were kind of saying that they get more, yeah, more backstory in general on the characters. Which, I mean, four hours is a lot. It's a lot. But from what I've heard from my brother, it doesn't, like, come across as, like, too slow at any point. Will you be watching that one with me or no? I think we're going to do... An episode on it, probably. Four hours, it's a lot to break down, but I would be willing to give it a shot because I feel like the Justice League that did come out, I mean, I liked it because I like DC characters, but I didn't really like it at the same time because I feel like they didn't do a lot with it. Okay. So my first one... Y'all are going to see some distinct differences in the type of movies that we are excited to see. Um, This one actually has already came out, but obviously with us all being limited as to how we can watch movies at this time, I haven't been able to see it yet. So January 29th, St. Maud, and I believe the company production that does it is A24 Movies, I think they're called. Let me just make sure. Um... They make some really interesting, like, twisted, psychological, like, horror films. Like, I believe they're the people that did Hereditary and Midsommar and Midsommar, I think it is. Um, That is my type of movie <laughs> right there. So it's kind of like this twisted movie about a hospice nurse and, like, kind of brings in religion with it. Um. I don't even know how to describe it. I really feel like you just have to go look it up. But that production company makes some really good, like, twisted psychological thriller horror movies. So if that's your thing, I'm going to be watching this movie, and I would probably recommend it to you guys, too. Now, if you're, like, queasy with that stuff and you don't like it, obviously, not your movie. But that is my type of movie. So once again, that Saint Maud came out in January. So then my second movie is a movie that is coming out this coming weekend, March 25th, and it's called The Nobody. And The Nobody is produced by and written by the same producer and writer that collabed for John Wick. And for those of you that don't know what John Wick is, it's a story about a... I don't even know what you would call him. He's like a a hired assassin, super assassin who was retired and then gets screwed with and comes back for vengeance. And um, he's the antagonist. He's the good guy, but he's like a super, super skilled. Uh, it's kind of like taken with Liam Neeson. That's what this movie looks like, but whatever. Like I'm cool with another 90 minute long revenge movie. It seems like there's some comedy in there, too. Like, it's going to be, like, like a dark comedy as well. Yeah, it's listed as an action crime drama, but the trailer had a couple funny parts, I think. A couple giggles in there. So, yeah, that comes out this week, and will you see that one with me? I'm definitely not watching that horror movie. No, you're not. 
it's not your thing at all. And it's probably not a lot of people's things, but it's mine. So I'm excited but, about it. But you kind of like this, right? Yeah, I would watch that. Can I just say too, my St. Maude movie, that was supposed to come out in 2019. Like that's been pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. So like when they do that to me, it makes me just more excited to watch those movies. Um, My next one is coming out or has already came out February 19th. It's on Netflix. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we haven't had a lot of free time. So I just haven't had the time to just sit down and watch it. It's I Care A Lot. Like I said, it's on Netflix. It's got the woman from Gone Girl, and I love Gone Girl. And she also plays like somebody that's kind of conniving in this movie, too. And I just think she does that character very well. I'm going to mispronounce her name, I'm sure. Rosamund Pike. It's got Peter Dinklage in it. Did you know that? Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Um, A lot of good actors in it. It's about a woman who is essentially scamming these elderly people and making them believe that the courts are saying that they're not fit to care for themselves and that she has to care for them. And therefore, she's taking their houses, their money. But I didn't want to look into spoilers or anything, but I guess there's a really good like twist ending to it. And it's just like, it doesn't have a great IMDb rating, but it's got a great, it's 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. Is Tyrion Lannister a good guy in the movie or a bad guy? I didn't really look into that because, like I said, I'm afraid you click on anything on the internet and it's like, here's what happens. I don't want that. So I don't know much about that part of it. I just know that there's a lot of twists and turns. And I will watch that one with you. I think you like literally watched like a five-second trailer and you were like, ooh, yeah, this looks good. She's very good. She plays the evil character very well. And I feel like in Gone Girl, like, you were secretly rooting for her, obviously. But, like, I feel like in this film, there's no way we're going to be rooting for her at all. So I have a correction for my third movie. The Nobody actually comes out on March 26th. March 25th is my other movie. And this is where I'm tying it back to how ironic it was that my first movie alone was King Kong. Uh, because this movie is a movie I've been waiting for for years. That is Kong vs. Godzilla. Ever since I saw Kong, like I, you knew that they were setting up for a Kong-Godzilla movie. I just didn't realize it was going to be three years down the road. But here we are. We're a week away. I'm stoked. The trailer looks sick. I'm not sure the storyline. It kind of looks like Kong is the good guy. Uh, Godzilla's back to being the bad guy. If you guys haven't seen the new Godzilla and Kong movies, uh, they are really good. Uh, Kong has one movie and Godzilla has two new movies out in the past about five to ten years. And they're all in the same universe. So definitely check them out because um, this movie is going to be a banger. And I don't think Kelsey's going to be that interested in it, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll be honest with you right away. Probably not. Um, April 2nd, The Unholy. Ooh, I love a good scary movie. Once again, kind of a supernaturally scary movie that's bringing in like those religious ties, kind of like The Nun was. Um, It's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I believe is his name. Yes, it is. He was in Supernatural. He played the dad, if anybody watched that show. And he also was in The Walking Dead. 
He plays the guy with like the baseball bat. I think it's pronounced Negan. Negan. Sorry, I didn't really watch The Walking Dead very much, but I just know him from that show. Um, it's essentially about a woman who is convinced that she is possessed by um, Mary and that she can like pull off these like cures and these healings and these like miracles. And she is doing them, but it's believed that she's not doing them as a woman that's been taken over by Mary. She's doing them as a woman that's been taken over by a demon. So that is totally my type of movie and brian is actually the one that showed me the trailer and he was like you're gonna love this movie but you're going to see it alone <laughs> it doesn't look very jump scary like i could pro- i could maybe watch that it looks more of a like a thriller than a the last part of the trailer is literally a jump scare yeah that's probably the only one in the movie okay we'll go with that brian likes to go to these movies with me and then he takes his baseball hat and he pulls it over the front of his face and he just sits like that for the whole movie just noises. Anyways, a movie that you don't have to cover your eyes for coming out in April, uh, April 16th, is Mortal Kombat. And this is... Finish her. No? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Usually people say finish him, but all right. Oh, so is that not even a thing, what I just said? No, if it's the girl that's... Losing the fight, it would be finish her, but... Oh. I, to be honest, played the video game, like, maybe three times when I was a kid. So this is where I'm going to have a hot take. Anyone you talk to movies about will complain that there's too many uh, reboots coming out, and I don't... I mean, what do you mean too many reboots? Like, some of these are really cool-looking reboots. The Mortal Kombat I saw back in the 90s had very limited special effects. It was good. Like, I liked it. I still remember it. But that what they can do now, like, I am stoked. That trailer looks sick. Uh, I get that some of the reboots that come out are piles of manure. But that doesn't mean that some of these reboots aren't sweet. Like, spoiler alert, one of my movies that we're going to talk about for the second half of the year uh top gun maverick that looks sick like why not why not another sweet top gun movie well and i feel like production values on these movies are so high that it's like at least like you know that the action and like the effects are going to be like amazing because i mean like look at the top gun one once again we won't get too much into it but like first of all you get back tom cruise val kilmer i think his name is they're bringing back all these old sorry not old but like actors from the old movie and it's like how is it not going to be epic it's got to be epic at least on the action side of things if not i mean maybe not the story but you know so yeah it's a movie by movie basis some of the reboots that come out suck and like okay hate that movie hate the fact that they tried to reboot it but don't hate all reboots you know leave me and my mortal Kombat alone i don't think you're watching that one with me Probably not. The story looks kind of cool, though. I won't even get into it. Uh, go watch the trailer. This sounds terrible. Ugh, I don't even know if I should say it. People are like, oh my gosh, she's so sick and twisted. But then again, the two of the three movies I've already talked about have been like weird, twisted movies. So people are probably not surprised. 
But I feel like if Mortal Kombat is kind of like Game of Thrones style where they're like not going to hide any of like the action and like the. I don't know, like I like like a heavily action packed movie where it's not like they're just like sugarcoating it. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Like pull out all the stops and maybe I'd be interested. But I'm sure there's people that are like, oh, my gosh, that's the reason I won't go see the movie. Like, why should you show all this violence? Because it's a violent movie. Don't let your 12-year-old and 14-year-old go see it. I don't know. Once again, hot take. Hot take, but. Oh, my God. No, that reminds me of when we went to go see Pet Cemetery, And terrifying movie. Soundtrack was terrifying. I It's the only movie where I covered my eyes and blocked my ears for some parts. And I look over at Kelsey and she's sitting there eating popcorn like she's watching Sunday cartoons. Like, nothing affects her. I liked that movie. It's messed up, but I liked it. But you don't, like, you don't lose focus at all. Like, you're just, you're, you're there. Like, I don't know how you can not get scared during that crap. I, it's funny because those movies don't scare me, but I won't go to haunted houses. Like, the fake ones I set up for Halloween. Like, I don't like to feel like I'm living the experience, but I don't mind, like, watching it. You won't even go turn the lights off in the kitchen if I'm in bed already. Don't judge me. Like, that's scary to you. But these movies have zero effect. Well, also kind of the same thing, not to go too off topic, but true crime documentaries, like, that stuff doesn't really scare me. Except for sometimes I'll be, like, listening to, like, the My Favorite Murder podcast, and all of a sudden I realize I'm driving alone to Indiana to see my parents in the middle of the night. Alone, once again. Probably shouldn't be watching that. But it's not until I'm actually in a situation where I'm like, hmm, poor choice to have those kind of interests and hobbies. All right, so my fourth one is coming out May 21st, and it is called Spiral. And it's like a, what would you call it? Like a follow-up to Saw, I believe. Right? That's what you'd say? Like, or like a sequel to Saw? Yeah, it's definitely in the Saw universe. I don't know if it's a sequel or prequel. or Heavily inspired by Saw. And not only is it executively executively produced, <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to say it, but... Not only is the executive producer Chris Rock, but he's also the... Well, the main character. Plays the main character. Portrays the main character. Oh my god. Executively produced. <laughs> um, it's also got... Oh, I'm not going to be able to say his name. I'm so sorry. But he is very familiar to me. When I looked at his face, I was like, this guy has been in other movies. Max Minghella? Ugh, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that. Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh, there's some good ones in here. Oh, so it's a new chapter from the world of Saw, essentially. Um, But police officers are being targeted by this, like, supposedly unknown but i'm guessing we can make a drawn assumption as to who it is but who who do you think it is i think he's back he sorry how sorry no no but in the original saw movies there was hints and indications and actually revealed 
that he had almost trained people like underneath him to carry on his legacy. Yeah, well, no, that's a given. Like the last two movies are not him doing the killings, so I don't think that it's yeah, him. I know he was dying of cancer, but he could have not died of cancer. Just saying. Anyways, doesn't matter. I'm sure at the end of the movie we won't even know who did it, anyways, and we'll have to watch the next one. And the next one and the next one. The thing with the Saw movies, though, is they're very creative. People can't argue that. It's very creative. Once again, I know. I like twisted movies. They're probably not your thing. You're probably sitting there like, what a terrible person she is. But these are the movies that I like. If you don't want to go see them, don't go see them. Don't let your kids go see them. But I'm a grown lady and I like my scary movies. Thank you. And then my final movie. Oh, when does that come out? Uh, May 21st. So my final movie that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, between now and June is Black Widow. And that also comes out in May. It's May 7th. We just watched the trailer to that. The trailer looks looks kind of all over the place. Not too thrilling of a trailer. Uh, I'm just still excited about it because everything Marvel has put out has been basically a home run. Even their, Even the movies that I didn't really like as much were still really good movies. So I don't think they can get this wrong. I feel like that could be a whole debate in itself. Like, why does Marvel always knock it out of the park? And like DC, I mean, okay, there's no arguing that like some of the Batman movies have just been phenomenal. But like, why do they struggle so much? They have great characters to work with. I think, well, to break it down into two parts, I think Marvel movies are so good because Think of the characters and try to find any actor, uh, Tony Stark. Find me a better actor for Tony Stark than Robert Downey Jr. So do you think the problem is that like DC just keeps trying new things and trying to put new character or new actors into these roles? Maybe, but I just think Marvel nails their casting better. Like. When they announced Ben Affleck as Batman, we're like, okay, like we'll give it a shot. But it's not like, okay, that's perfect. But think of Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. Like that is a home run casting. And to be honest, like obviously, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Like how freaking sad. But if we could have, if he could still be with us today and he was still playing the Joker, don't get me wrong, Joaquin Phoenix like did so good in that role because of the movie not being so action heavy. But I feel like if Heath Ledger was still here today, like, and they kept him in that role, we wouldn't be having the same issues with, like, um. DC sucking? Yeah. Like, when they're doing Suicide Squad, I feel like Margot Robbie did really good as Harley Quinn, but everyone hated Jared Leto as the Joker. Like, and he was the one that they were hyping and they were showing the most of, and they were like, this is going to be the guy that brings this home run to this movie. And it was terrible. But that's, so that's a big problem. So yeah, Heath Ledger obviously crushed the Joker, maybe the best superhero villain role of all time, probably in my opinion. But that's, that was Christopher Nolan. Like that trilogy um, was Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. That trilogy was all Christopher Nolan. Those were great. I think Christian Bale was a good Batman. Those movies have Morgan Freeman in it, who's awesome. Michael Caine, who's awesome. Like, 
Tom Hardy as Bane was awesome. Like, uh, who's the guy that is in um, Peaky Blinders? Oh, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy as the Scarecrow. Like, those were great casting, like great roles, great acting. And once again, this is going to be a long podcast, and I'm very sorry, but, like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe DC should have stuck with, like, darker tones, Christopher Nolan vibes. But instead, I feel like they tried to make it like a Marvel movie when they could have just done their own thing. They could have just done their own thing, and I feel like it would have maybe worked out better. Yeah, the the Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman is proof that DC could be right up there with Marvel. But based on, I mean, I'm going to watch the Justice League Snyder Cup, but I'm not going in with high hopes. Yeah. And I like the Wonder Woman movies. I think of all of the movies that have came out recently for DC, I think I personally prefer those. I know other people have different opinions on that, but other than that, like the Superman movies haven't really got me excited. I am excited for Robert Pattinson as Batman, but I think it's because we're going back to more of those dark vibes. I just like that better for Batman. I don't like this little, like, jolly, trying to make it comedic like they do with Marvel movies. Like, I like that they're doing a darker Batman again. I mean, Ben Affleck didn't even get his own movie. What does that tell you? All right, what's your number five so we can wrap up? Sorry, this could be a whole episode. Okay, number five. What do you know? Another scary movie. What a surprise. It is coming out June 4th. The Conjuring 3. I love The Conjuring movies. I love The Insidious movies. I love The Nun. And they're all kind of tied together. And like this one is kind of giving me... This one doesn't have a trailer yet, which I'm kind of surprised by. But it's kind of giving me like Amityville horror vibes because it's about a guy who is a murderer and is trying to say that his murders were caused by like a demonic presence which is very much like kind of the Amityville horror theory so the two investigators obviously that the conjuring is about the true life investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren kind of go in there to see if there's any truth to it like I said there hasn't been a trailer but these movies always crush it with the jump scares and the um just little ways of like pulling you in so I'm very excited to watch this one I guarantee you it'll be another home run I love the Annabelle movies and dolls scare the crap out of me they scare the crap out of me and I still love the Annabelle movies I watched the Annabelle movie with you they're scary when we watch a movie at home Kelsey lets me like not really watch I'll look up every once in a while and ask her what happened and then she tells me I don't have to cover my eyes because I'm usually on my laptop but I watched it with you. And once again, not to go on a tangent again, but can you imagine being a part of the Warrens family and constantly having to go through this line of inheriting that room of cursed objects? I don't know. That's that's the storyline? Well, they have like a museum of cursed objects. Come on, they're not real. You go spend 20 minutes in a room alone with Annabelle and you tell me how it goes for you. Let's start a pot, everybody. Everybody put money into the pot. Make Brian go to Connecticut and hang out with Annabelle. 
I'd rather spend 20 minutes with Annabelle than drink a matcha tea. Promise you that much. That's some of the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. What is Annabelle going to do to me? I'd rather bathe in matcha tea than spend 20 minutes in a room alone with Annabelle. With her outside of a cage. Outside of her little glass box. Well, let's get into the interview because like I said, JJ tries it. We can see if he agrees with me that it's disgusting or with the rest of the world that it's not that bad. And once again, guys, I know this is a long one, but I'm promising you it is worth every minute. Um, this is a really exciting episode, so let's get into it. All right, JJ, thanks for joining us. You want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, yeah, I'm JJ. I'm in a band called The Legend Alone. And yeah. And you play the drums for them, right? I do. Uh, did you always play the drums? Yeah. Um, oh, God. I started playing fifth grade. I don't know the age. How, I don't even know how old you are when you're in fifth grade. But yeah, I've been playing for a very, very long time. So did you play like in like percussion in your uh, elementary school band or did you yep. like, uh, start with the drum set? Yeah, I was um, I was in percussion in middle school and then marching band in high school did the whole competition marching band where we went around wisconsin and did all that stuff um god i had um i was so short when i was a freshman in high school that i couldn't march with the snare drum that i had so my dad had to put pads on the harness and it looked like i had football pads (laughs) underneath and i had no neck so every time we would play like people comment like oh, that guy's so jacked. Look at how big his shoulders are. It's like, no, he's just five foot two, so, and he can't, you know. You're like the Rudy of marching bands. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was, I can show you guys a picture later. It was crazy, like, how short I was compared to everyone else in the high school band. Like, Oh, I my like... gosh, guys. Check the Instagram. We're posting a picture <laughs> yeah, of I've JJ got one. I'll let the you marching post it. band. Yeah, it's crazy. So I played snare drum in high school, too, like in marching band, and I played in a drum corps, but I could never... For the life of me, I cannot play a drum set. Like it's completely different in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces, that's for sure. So did you play did you play the drum set in high school too, or did you learn that on the side? Um, I started off drum set right away because my um my drum teacher, like that was the thing. It was right away, let's get on drum set. Um God. The first the first song I learned was Hotel California, actually, and I remember that. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was just in this little room. We didn't really focus on the xylophone so much, so that's why I suck at it, like in in band and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I was drum set right away, and that's is the xylophone like the little keyboard with the, like the little paddles. Yeah. Okay. I, I was have so, no idea. I, it was bad. I mean, I I could fly through every other lesson thing, but then when they would they'd bring up xylophone, I just you know I. Like, oh, I'm I'm good. I'll take the I'll take the zero on this. You know, it was bad. <laughs> That's kind of how we were too. Like we would designate someone to learn like the bells in the xylophone, and they would have to play that on every song. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It would have been you with the drum set, apparently. Oh, our band teacher would try to make us play the drum set, and like we would try but fail every so, time. And then she'd be like, "All right, everyone, stop. Let's hear that drum part." And it'd be so bad. <laughs> I literally was in choir because you could stand in the back and just like move your mouth because you can't really do that in band. I mean, people have probably tried it to just stand in the back and not actually play their instrument, but like 
a little bit easier in choir to just move your mouth and like pretend like the noises coming out of other people are also no. coming out of you. <laughs> I have a, a really funny choir story from elementary school, actually, with our guitarist. Um, we would do the same thing. We were in choir, like you're in elementary school. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't care, you know? So, yeah. And we just mess around, and this teacher would always get so mad at Corbin and I. And then um, he, she's she's yelled at everybody. She told everyone to be quiet, and she said, "If I hear a pin drop, you're all out of here." And then Corbin goes, "Ping!" And then she threw me. <laughs> she threw me and Corbin out of class. You know, it's just elementary school kids being dumb and quiet. You know what? It's just, I mean, that's the first memory I have of Corbin. You know, in our band, which is really funny. So that's something that we wanted to ask you. Did you know all of your band members before you started, or did you pick them up, like, because you were looking for a band? Uh, No, we all went to high school together. We were in the same class. Um, Me and Dave. Dave's our vocalist. Um, Him and I were in bands since freshman year in college. Uh, More so the heavy stuff. Tony was our bass player. He was in our first band. And then we started moving more metal type stuff so tony wasn't really into that he left um and then afterwards we kind of were kind of sick of the heavy metal scene so we wanted to start a new project and we actually ran into corbin who's our guitarist now um at miller park and we're just all we were walking into the stadium we're like hey man you know what's up what are you doing oh nothing well you want to be in a band with us yeah sure call me tomorrow and then that was it you know so then I ran into him also that weekend at Easter brunch and we kind of talked like, are we still into this? You know, it's been a day. We're kind of all drinking at Miller Park. Are we still, and he's like, oh yeah, for sure. So, and then that's how this band started. Just kind of, you know, just kind of run into people. It's like, hey man, it was Miller Park. You could have been really drunk. Exactly. Did you still exactly. want to do that band? Yep. Yep. <laughs> do you remember us talking about a band thing? Are you still calling it Miller Park? Yeah, I feel like, um... My buddy lives in Seattle, and he, his friends, for whatever reason, call it the keg. What? Yeah, in Seattle. So I don't know why. So I might kind of lean over to that a little Maybe bit. Maybe because of, like, the brewers? I think so. It's something like that. So, I mean, it's, we'll see. It'll all, I think it'll always be Miller Park to mm-hmm. me, you know? AmFam, cool, you gave us more money. That's awesome, but. Well, we're recording in our basement right now, and as you can see, we're clearly Miller Lite fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. From the clock to the mini fridge to the clock over there. Yep. I yep. Diet Miller. We've got a lot of it at Diet at our, Miller at our house too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I um, like that. I'm people start calling call it. That. People call it online better tasting, less fillings. <laughs> so I try and use that as much as possible with my friends. Speaking of beer, we do have a lot to ask you about your band. Um. But we are going to do a beer review. We're going to do it a little different this week. It's like a like a flight beer review. So we went to the store and we each picked one out. So we'll start with JJ's. Wisconsin Brewing Company Badger Club Amber. Which is clearly the one that's red. <laughs> These are all in cans, so there's no description. I like lean away from the mic every time I drink because I do this like ribbit thing that d- Brian doesn't believe I actually do, but I definitely do. And you slurp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a slurper, huh? <laughs> one of my one of my friends would do that too. Slurp into the mic. <laughs> every time you take a drink, 
You'd have to do like a like after. You don't need to make that noise every time you drink, you know? You're acting like you're eating spaghetti or something. Like, I've never heard anyone drink a beer like that. Now you're drinking it, and you have to be really quiet. Otherwise, I'm going to call you out on it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm over here. <laughs> I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, It's not bad for an amber. Yeah, do you like ambers? Yeah, I do. I do, too. I'm not sure if I drank this or not before. I don't it's not like overpowering. Right. Like, it could have been too much. And the can is so cute. It's a little badger holding a beer. Oh, we got to take pictures of these. I did. I'm a professional. So I'd like it. I don't think I like it as much as the Johnny Blood Red that I also bought again because that was really good. We're at the store. We're supposed to be buying new beers, and Brian picks up. A beer that he's tried a thousand times now because he's obsessed with it. The only time I've drinking it was uh, our first episode. It was the the Johnny Blood Red from Titletown Brewing. That's the only time I've had it. That's a lie. And the Coconut Porter. Coconut we have a six-pack of that upstairs that, that we've good? already reviewed. Oh, it's good. Is it? Okay. We'll have to grab you one before you go. It's like a, you know the Girl Scout cookies? Yep. Like Samoa's? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So we always scale everything on a one to ten. So I'm gonna give this a seven one. In fact, I wonder if we have one down here. Should I grab one? After we let's do it after we okay. try all these. I'm giving the Badger Club a seven one. Mine's next. Third Space Brewing Juice Fix. Oh, no, you have to score this one first. Oh, are we scoring them as we go? Okay. What'd you say? Seven one. I'm gonna give it a six eight. I'll do I'll do seven three. I like I like Amber's, so I'm kind of biased, I guess. I feel like it's gonna be better than this next thing we're drinking. Is that the that's the middle one for me? Yep. Hmm. Oh, we're sharing, Brian. So you have to wait a second. Where's your can? Ooh, I like that. Third space brewing juice fix. I like it too. Oh, it's, it's sweet. It's, you like it? It's sweet, but it's good. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not overly sweet either. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a cider. I feel like it's good because it's it's really nice out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this so would be a kind of it makes it seem like okay, we're kind of turning the corner here. Oh, for sure. From winter, it's like hoppy, but then it's like fruity at the same time. I really like Third Space personally. Like I like a lot of their beers. What's the name of this again? It's Third Space Brewing Juice Fix. Yeah, I like that. I think it's good. I thought it was, I didn't think it was going to be good. It's an IPA. I'm giving this a 7-1 also. I think it's pretty good. And you don't usually like IPAs, do you? I don't no. either. I don't know what it is. I'm not a huge IPA fan. But this Give it is back good. to me. <laughs> Brian and I are sharing a glass, <laughs> so he's hogging it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do I'll go 7-7. Seven, seven. I think it's good. Better than the amber, hey? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go with an 8. Wow. It's more my style. Somebody found their drink for the summer. And then this last one, I have no idea. There's no description of it anywhere. It's just, it's a Door County Brewing, and it's called Hell's Lager, and that's it. Like, I don't know if it's. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's called Lost Camper, but it's a Hell's Lager, whatever that oh, means. Oh, Hell's Lager, that's a thing? I guess yeah. so. I don't know. It's a cute can. A little RV in the middle of the forest. Okay, that has no taste to it. You think it's just because of 
us not having a palate cleanser. Maybe. No, I, eh, yeah. You try it? Yeah. It's kind of... I mean, the other two just it's had just strong... It's just beer. Yeah, just beer, right? You know? Like, it's not... I like it, though. I think it's good. It's smooth, but I don't know if I could differentiate it from another light beer, Like a I Bud guess. Light. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. I could not... If you gave me this again in, a, in another glass, I could not be like, oh, those are the same... It's certainly not bad. It's no. just not anything special. Yeah, it's got a li- it's got a little kick at the end, you know. But I wouldn't. I mean, I could use that for beer pong. You know. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how flip cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the two beers that we had before that have like very distinct tastes. I feel. Yeah. Of course, I play flip cup with a uh, juice fix. You might just have to come pick me up because <laughs> pretty sure it has a little bit of alcohol in there. All right, so. I'm gonna give it a six two, like drinkable but boring to me. Kind of has an aftertaste. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a a six, right on the dot. Yeah, I'll do like a five seven. Like after drinking the Hell's Lager, the the Lost Camper, all I can think about is how I want to go back and take a sip of the Amber again. So, like, oh, the Amber is your favorite of the three. That's what, that's, what, that's what I grabbed. <laughs> At least we're not going to fight because I'm going to take this one. You want me to try this awful tea? Oh, yes. <gasps> Did you bring it down with you? I think it's, I bet, I would assume that's the Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. So JJ agreed when he agreed to do this uh, interview, he agreed that he would try a matcha tea. And. If you guys haven't listened to the Macchiato Mayhem episode, please go back and listen at least the last 15 minutes when we do our Starbucks review. Um, this stuff is disgusting. And like people, some people like it. And I don't, I don't know why. We're kind of setting JJ up for failure though, because we picked up this drink for him before we started to record. Then JJ came over and because we run on Halverson time, yes. um, we are quite delayed already. So what started as a hot, Matcha tea latte is now a lukewarm <laughs> bath water. Oh yeah, I was told we need to record at one for the Michigan game, and we started at one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> feel attacked, guys. Feel attacked. Uh yeah, give it a give it a shot. I feel like you're more open minded than me, so I don't know. I'm worried like, that you're I'm not gonna a like huge... it. I honestly, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ordered Starbucks for myself in my life. What? Oh wow! I just what? don't. I'm. I like tea. I'll do like the K cups, like chai latte thing. But I've never understood the whole Starbucks thing. So I do love a good chai latte. Well, the temperature is not great. <laughs> no, I think it's actually pretty good. Oh my god! No, everyone says probably, that. Honestly, I think I probably finished this. But you said you like tea, right? Yeah, I do. See. Oh, it looks terrible. <laughs> oh, it smells terrible. <laughs> it tastes okay. See, and in Brian's defense, he did see the color of it like as he was drinking it, so maybe it was like a mental thing too. Well, I mean, me looking at it now after I just liked it, I don't know if I want to drink anymore. It looks like swamp water. It looks like, like seaweed. Pea soup. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Green pea soup. All right, I'm going to. I'll try it again. So we got the iced version, and it comes in a clear cup. And to me, it looked minty, maybe. And then I smelled it. It smelled like, yeah, like dirty seaweed. Yeah. And then I drank it, and it smelled. It tasted like like grass clippings to me. Yeah. 
Now that I looked at it. <laughs> it looks like the Hulk's pee. <laughs> yeah, now that I looked at it, I don't think I want to drink anymore. It's not bad. It's not something I'm going to... I probably will not finish that. <laughs> I went to go pick. Oh my god! Ryan. I'm really, I'm dead. I went to go pick the size too, and I was like, because I got us both like venti coffees, like the largest size for JJ, who doesn't go to Starbucks and doesn't know what venti. Yeah, means. I don't understand. So venti is the largest one. Or yeah, the biggest one. Well, largest it is kind of stupid when you really think about it, but. It's it worked because now we're all like cult followers who mm-hmm. say tall, grande, and venti. They could have named their sizes anything, and yep. I think we all would be like, "Yes, Master Starbucks, mm-hmm. we will call it what you want us to call it." Um, but yeah, venti is the largest, and I was like ordering yours, and I was like, mm, "Casey hates it. We'll go with a medium," <laughs> <laughs> which is what they call what a grande. Well, wasn't there a thing where they would mess up the spelling of people's names for like a marketing thing too? Where they like mess it up so then people would take a picture and post it on. Oh, and then it's like an advertisement. Yeah. Well, they messed up mine today, so it's kind of funny you say that. My name is spelled K E L S E Y, and they put K E L S I. I don't even think I've ever seen Kelsey spelled that way, but we'll go with it. All right. So we do want to ask you about your band a little bit. Um, Obviously. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we've we've seen you live, I think, three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know we know uh, a lot more about you than our listeners are going to know. Some of these might be uh, things that we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, first, a legend alone. Like, where'd you get where'd you get that name from? Um, I came up with that. There's kind of two meanings that I came up with. Um, one, it's it's so hard to try and find a band name that kind of mixes with your genre and like your style. So it's kind of like, all right, let's just throw some ideas. I'm like, okay, well, what is a name? Like, your name is kind of your legend as it is. You know, like people, if you have an impact on someone, they know your name. That like kind of started mixing. And I'm like, okay, well, you know. Maybe because your name alone by itself is your legend, you know? So I was like, okay, let's just go with the legend alone. Oh, all right. You know, and then also I'm a huge superhero fan. So it kind of meshed with that too, that, I mean, you read most comics and most origin stories on superheroes. Most of them are all kind of loners. They're all like by themselves. You know, they have their family, but they have to hide their identity. And everyone knows who they are as their superhero persona. And no matter how much that superhero wants to, like, you know, be with their family and this and that, it's like they kind of have to protect them by being alone. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a mix of that, too. We usually go with the other one because my, friend, my friends aren't into superheroes as much as I obviously am. So um, Yeah, but we kind of know. I mean, when we came up with our podcast name, people were giving us ideas and everyone was saying, like, make your podcast name something that relates to your genre. And we're mm-hmm. like. That, like we can't think of anything and n- none of it worked for us and we're like you know we argue a lot and we're gonna we're gonna argue a lot on this podcast yeah. so why not like take a seat not a side like it's the play on the uh you know the wedding signs where it's pick a seat not a side yep and like have you tried to search for us on probably not the best marketing thing because if you try to search for us you're not going to have any idea what the podcast is about but to us it made sense we liked it um, i like it too i think it i think it's perfect and I like that yours has, like, multiple meanings, yeah. but, like, it all kind of buckles down to, like, the same thing, which yeah. is 
I don't know. Like in the superhero way, it could even be like a talent way and in a way of expressing yourself too. It's like you're getting your name out there. This is what you stand for kind of thing. And then they tie that to your name, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, names are so hard to come up with bands. There's so many bands out there. I mean. Well, and you can come up with a name and then you Google it and you're like, oh, of course. Right. It already exists. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. You, I mean, you look up, you go on Facebook or social media and okay, let's type in this name, see if it's available. Well, it's not. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, let's kind of break down what a name is. And I kind of came up with that. So it's stuck. I mean, we've had it for years. So so Kelsey, the first time she listened to uh, listened to you guys, and she listens to, like, she grew up listening to, like, alternative rock. Well, what, like, um... what would you describe your genre? What's, what's your genre? It's so hard. Um... We have so many mixes of stuff. I mean, I'm more I'm more along the like heavy kind of groove music. Our bass player Tony, it's more classic rock, but he loves like some heavy stuff too. Um Dave is the same as me. He likes the heavy kind of groove stuff. So it's hard. We um I used to listen to Seosin and Underoath and all the screamo bands when I was mm-hmm. in like college, Warp Tour. Oh yeah. Oh god, I got my first black eye at Warp Tour. <laughs> a mosh pit or a fight? Yeah, mosh pit. Uh, yeah, it was the first band we saw. And, like I've never been in one. And I went in, and this guy oh, no. sucker punched me. I'm like, and we went, we went and talked to the band after. I'm like, hey, this is the first black eye I've ever had. I just pictured him like because he said he was the shortest guy in his drum line, oh, yeah, like sending little JJ into the <laughs> mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much like that. Was it under oath? Because I was just showing Kelsey the Wall of Death that they do. No, it wasn't that. It was Silverstein. You know who that is? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I saw the... them live with Escape the Fate. Yep. They were the, that was the first mosh pit I was What in. song did you, you remember what song it was? No. I feel like if it was the Wall of Death, like, JJ wouldn't be sitting in front yeah, of us no right way. now. <laughs> Have you ever seen how they do that? Yeah, it's crazy. There's just no way. Um, We went, Um, Tony and me went to System of a Down in Chicago. That was the best that concert. That would be so That was the cool. best concert I've ever been to. It was, it was He's crazy. so talented his voice yep. is so unique and it's they had insane I, I don't know i don't know chicago that well so it was in a, an arena sold out the first band was the mars volta which i'm a huge fan of they're great um Did but it's bmo i'm sorry i was trying to think oh, of the location bmo of the... is milwaukee oh i'm trying <sighs> yeah i and i don't know it had to be like the bulls where the bulls the, the united centers where the bulls played. i would think i don't know it was so long ago Sorry, I don't know why my brain was so stuck on the location, <laughs> like as if that mattered at all. But, Sorry, continue. Like it was just crazy. The I can't think of the song where they talk about like a pogo stick. Like literally, they looked at the guys from System of Down looked at each other and they go, "What should everybody do?" They're like, "I don't know, jump." And literally, everyone in the stadium was jumping, oh even gosh. in the stand, in the the seats. Like it was crazy. And my buddy Tony was gonna go in one of the mosh pits there, and our other friend pulled him out. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You don't know what you're doing in here. Just stay out of here. And then, like, right after that, we saw some guy jump on another dude's back. It was like, punt. It was just so oh my odd. Gosh. But it was like perfect timing that he's like, no, stay Tony, down, stay out yeah. of there. Don't go in there. And then stuff started hitting the fan, you know. But it was just crazy. So, but Kelsey thinks when she heard you guys, she was like, oh my god, they sound like Taking Back Sunday. And I had never heard. Like, I've heard of Taking Back yep. Sunday, but I've never listened, so. Well, Taking Back Sunday had that album. It was like, and now I can't think. Tell All Your Friends or something like that. Yes, I think and so. 
I loved if that is the album name and I'm sorry if it's not but I loved that album and like this is when you'd like have like one CD in your car mm-hmm. and you would just like repeatedly listen to it yep and when I first heard you guys, I was like, that's what it reminds me of. And I love that CD, obviously. But then when I was listening today, I was kind of like, maybe a little bit of like Avenged Sevenfold. I don't know if you ever listened to yep. them, but like they did a lot more of the screaming and yep. stuff like that. But like minus that, just like the groove of the music and everything. Mm-hmm. And like not to tie you into like one box or another right. by any means, but like it just kind of gave me that reminder, which for me is probably why I like your music so much because. Those are still, like, bands that I will go back to and, like, listen to for, like, days on end. Like, all of their old stuff, so. Or sing in the shower. Brian, (laughs) I'm getting ready, okay? And Brian goes to shower. And not a song from your new album, but the old album. And I can't remember. I know the, like, lyrics of the song, but I can't remember the title of it. Do you want to sing it into the microphone? (laughs) JJ can probably get this better than I can, but... uh... <laughs> do you know do you know what number it was on on the I think it is the last song? I have a second chance. I never really wanted this. Oh, oh um I think that's redemption. Yeah, think, redemption. Yeah. Sorry to all of your bandmates. <laughs> I never really wanted this and I will fight this fight. I will finish. Yeah. Then he goes, "Oh, did you hear me?" When I called him out for it, I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I heard you." Like, our neighbors heard you. Like, I think that song was on a CW commercial, actually. Oh, that's the one? I think so. Oh, yeah. Tell what? us about that. It's funny because um, the guy we record with does licensing, so we can um, do licensing through him, and he sends it to a company, and the company can kind of just pick songs with whatever. You send them the lyrics. If they like the lyrics, they want to use it, they can use the song, and then they pay you as much as, like, around ratings and plays and stuff like that. So... All of a sudden, we got an email about a check for, I think it was like 32 bucks a person, which, whatever. Dude, it's money. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's still, it's it's really cool. It was awesome. Um, So they used our song for, I think it was like Valor or something. Yeah, yeah. It was yep. like a show, like a military show. That's so um, cool, though. And then the show was canceled after season oh. <laughs> one. <laughs> so it was kind of funny that we, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We made, you know, oh, and the show's gone. You That's know, cool whatever after. it was. Yeah, it was really, it was really flattering. It was cool. We also had, we got a little tiny check from one of our songs was played during the women's um, NCAA tournament years and years ago. So uh, <laughs> it's actually funny you mentioned that because this morning Kelsey says, uh, she was, if you watch the news today that there's a big hoopla going on about like the weight room, the weight room yeah, and the, still mad about it. And like the food, like that the the guys are getting like these three course meals, and the girls get lean cuisines. And I'm like, oh well, Kels, like, who'd you pick for your women's bracket winner? And she goes, she had no idea. Look, that's not the point, though. The point is, they have one set of weights for all of the women to share during a COVID pandemic. Yeah, that's... <laughs> when they can't leave the hotel. They're that's, not allowed to leave the hotel. That's bad. But the meals, it's like... No, the men are getting buffets, and the girls get frozen steak salivary or salivary steak. Let's, let's just say it was a bad look. <laughs> you it know, was like, a bad look. You know, it's hard. You talk about paying athletes and stuff. I mean, unfortunately, people watch men's sports more. So they're going to make and more I, money, but you can't just 
Hey, here, here's like, a Weight Watchers yeah, weight set. They're still athletes. Like yes. they have to fuel their bodies. They have to work out. And they're expected to perform in this tournament that's very hard on your body. And they're like, here's a set of, you know, weights to do bicep curls with. And then here's a frozen meal. Best <laughs> yeah. of luck. All right. Hope All right. you win. I bet it's, it's, I bet it's probably the Weight Watchers lasagna too. That thing smells so. Everyone eats that at work. Why? It's I, so bad. It stinks. We have some of those in the freezer upstairs. <laughs> it has a distinct smell. You know, like when you when someone makes a Weight Watchers lasagna, you're like, "Yep, I know exactly what that is." In the microwave. So me and JJ used to work together at the same hospital. Um, we both work in radiology. And you bring up the, you bring up the, the break room there. All I can think about is we have another coworker named Jamie, and he always says, "Someone's always stealing his lunch." Yeah. <laughs> is that still going on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Someone stole a big, like, pack of beef sticks from the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were his. Yeah, they were his. They had his name on it. Um, Someone's pulling a prank on him at this point. No, well, we kind of we kind of think we know who it is, but. Do you think the person's actually eating them though? Not to say any names, but Brandon's still Brand okay. Do you remember when Brandon? <laughs> no, it's not Brandon. But do you remember when someone took Brandon's pizza and then replaced it with frozen pizza? <laughs> he still thinks that's me. I didn't I I'm sure he's like half joking, but was it what was it, toppers or dominoes or something? I think like it was that? like yeah, it was something like that. And then they put slices of flat frozen pizza in there like Obviously, you know. It was like Jack's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still thinks it's me. He's probably joking. I would it's hope. a lean cuisine pizza. <laughs> like, you know. Well, yeah. Uh, pe- why? Why are you stealing other people's food? I don't get it. Sorry, we went off topic um, there. Yeah, I can go back <laughs> I to apologize, the everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so back to the question. Dave, our vocalist, is a huge, huge, huge Taking Back Sunday fan. So he will so he, he will love that comparison. He was a huge, like, that was his band in high school. Um, I love them, too. I wasn't into them as much as he was, but it's a huge compliment. I mean, we, it's hard to, I think the, the nice thing about us is we have so many different mixes of music that we like, and we don't care what, to fit into a certain genre. Mm-hmm. Like we want to play what we want to play and what we want to hear. So I think that's, what's kind of nice. Um, it's sometimes hard to get the full effect in a recording, like on our EP, but I do feel that when you see us live, you understand that, okay, these guys enjoy what they're doing. They're going to mix genres. They're going to put in like Corbin, he's gonna put a guitar solo in. If if it sounds like Avenged Sevenfold or it sounds like metal, like fine. You know, that's kind of our thing. If he wants to do that, then great. If people like it, they like it. You know, it's And that helps with fans too, because everybody goes in liking their own kind of music yep. and liking their own kind of band. So then when you have that mixture of different styles, I mean, I think that helps appeal to a larger audience at yeah. the end of the day. And I mean when I'm like when I'm playing, I'm not looking to okay i need to add this style of beat because this is what is more popular whatever like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. play what i want to play you know and and we're all all four of us know that that we will 
if we like something or if we have an idea, we're not going to just, oh, well, that just doesn't fit here. Well, let's try and make it fit, you know? Yeah. It's, you- it's nice. Like, we, we do enjoy it, and it's, it's fun playing kind of what you want, not having to stick to something. And that brings me to my next question. I've asked you this before, but you guys don't really, you guys don't cover at all, right? You you play no. all originals? We Yeah, all originals so far. We would like to maybe do a couple covers. I really wanted to, for the longest time, cover Don't Speak by No Doubt and make that like, make that like really heavy. I thought that would be awesome, but there's like acoustic guitar in it. Mm-hmm. Um pretty sure that's when they were a ska band so there's horns and stuff like that so it would be hard but Um, awesome i know that would be cool i've always wanted to do that um a couple we wanted to do one of the songs from the used um the sweetness by jimmy eat world we think would be fun i love jimmy eat world um but it's so hard to especially with us like when we get together we want to write we want to work on more of our stuff yeah instead of working covers in well and i guess the only benefit for you with covers is that you could put your own spin on it yep. but then you're not really able to get your own lyrics out there and yep. your own kind of groove and everything like that too oh i love jimmy Eat world though don't even get me started <laughs> and then speaking of lyrics you write most of the songs right the first i i wouldn't say i write most of them the first cd our full length was kind of my concept because i wrote the lyrics with dave for the harvest and that was one day I was working and when I worked in sterile processing on the weekend. And unfortunately, a young person, I don't know, um, passed away and they called down and they needed the organ harvest kit. So um, whatever. So I got that. And I'm like, it kind of be cool to kind of go into the life of this person, you know, and going up there and seeing the process. Like, it's kind of just. It's unfortunate, but it's kind of like a beautiful chaos. I mean, there's people going in there, getting what they need to give it to other people to let them like live their lives, you know, um, with the organs that they took from this kid or whatever. Um, I'm like, that'd be kind of cool to do a concept album. Like we go from the accident all the way through the whole process and then kind of go into the other people that got what they needed from this kid. Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of came up with this concept and we all kind of ran with it. Dave writes most of the lyrics too, cause he's our singer. So he can't like, I'll write stuff out. He's like, this is just, isn't going to work. Cause I can't sing this. So mm-hmm. let me add this or let me warp this into the rhythm that I'm thinking. So that was our first, um, full length, which is kind of cool doing a story. I like that. That's kind of how I write as a artist and then our second ep tony and dave kind of just took the reins and just went off you know let's i want to write a song about this i want to write a song about this you know which well, songs was are more it, standalone songs then yes yeah the 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 second ep is more standalone like we have one like what's it dunning 413 it's about kind of how we as Americans are just so overly cocky about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a conversation with someone, they don't know the topic, but they just act like they do and they just keep spatting off stuff. It's like, well, you know, that over over cockiness of us as society kind of, you know, stuff like that. 
Um, and then one of them's or one of the other songs is kind of about like artificial intelligence a little bit, stuff like that, which freaks me out in the first place. So well, um Is that the art of artifice? Artifice? I think so. I don't Am know. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Mm, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so bad with the name, you know. No, that's okay. I kind of felt the same way. Like your first album, because it's like a full story, yep. it's almost like well, as you already heard, I couldn't come up with the name of that one song, but it's like you really didn't need to know the individual titles because they are all it was like very fluid. Like yeah. they all like kind of ran together. No, I was listening to it the past couple of days and I highlighted some favorites. Nice. I really like the indistinct association. That's the first song. track, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our um every band has to have a ghost song. You know, like that's just how it is. You know? Maybe that's why I liked it. So that's <laughs> so that's our ghost song, you'd say. You know? Um yeah, we love it. That song, that was the first song we wrote for this EP. We're like, we have to lead with this one. It's so the chorus is so heavy, like it's just, it's so groovy. Well, and like some of them just have this, like parts where they repeat and they build kind yep. of like, and I really like that aspect of it for sure. And then I marked the rejection one too. I really like that song. Yep. So that was a good one too. It's funny that you said that you have a, you're really scared of AI. <laughs> uh, you guys don't know this about JJ, but you're about to. Uh, I've never met anyone that likes Marvel more than him. So I'm just, I'm sure you loved like age of Ultron must've been a horror movie to you. Kind of, you know, like it, when it first came out, I was kind of like, eh, this isn't as good as the Avengers. But then the more I watch them, all right, this AI stuff is exactly what I hate. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it just kind of like spoke to me more the more I watched it. So, you know, but yes, Ultron is kind of my big bugaboo, you know? Like AI, like robots or like aliens? AI, yeah, it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, AI is not aliens. Artificial intelligence, like. Yeah, but wouldn't that be an alien? No, that's like. Like ET, phone home. (laughs) No, not AI. No. Well, hello everybody. Kelsey said something stupid on the podcast. What a surprise! Your you actually named your son after. Spider-Man, I right? I did, yep. Parker. Mm-hmm. My wife was oh, on, on board with that. <laughs> My wife was on board with that, which was surprising. Um, I am. I don't want to have a third kid, but if we do and we have a boy, I keep trying to push Logan. Oh. But she's not. Oh, she's not into for that For Wolverine? Or no? Like what? For Wolverine? Yep, yep. Okay. What are some uh, Marvel characters that would not be a good child name? I'm trying oh, to think of gosh. Like who's got the weirdest like name? Like Wanda? <laughs> I get oh yeah, Wanda. I mean, you don't see anyone with the name Steve anymore. <laughs> you know, like Captain America Steve, you know. Uh, what are some other what are some more names? I can't even think. Wait, who's um who's Wanda's like love interest? Doesn't he have a weird name? But the, he's like an alien, so what was his name? Yeah, the Vision. Vision, yeah. Here's my child Vision. <laughs> They do roll call. Vision? <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of, I'm drawing Present. a blank here of all the other, I mean, Tony Stark's dad is Howard. You're not going to. No. Uh, yeah, there's no more Howard. Howard's a pretty old name, you know. Because they all have, like, their regular name, I guess it's kind of hard, but, like, mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to name your child, like. Hawkeye. <laughs> I feel like people will start naming their kids, like, Captain. Like, I don't feel like that's out of No, I, reach. yeah, I'd agree with that. Hopefully there's no Iron Mans out there, but 
Give it time. What's Hawkeye's name in the show? Clint. <laughs> I could I know I could go with Clint. Clint's I always cool know. Clint's an I'm, old man. You guys watch Game of Thrones, right? Yes. Yeah. Um I felt bad because Daenerys was such a huge name when uh-huh. she started becoming powerful and then she just murdered everybody. <laughs> so like seasons one through five. <laughs> oh whoops. There's five years of Daenerys kids. That. There's five years of Daenerys kids out there. Yep. And everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, you know? And then she destroyed that town with all those people in it. Oh, well, maybe she wasn't the best character to name my child after. They're never getting broken up with, I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. Or, well, it's funny you say that because we were looking up, like, Game of Thrones names, just, like, looking them up, and I was giving Brian, like, ridiculous ones because I was like, hmm, what's the one, the, what's the bad guys? Not the- Joffrey? <laughs> Joffrey would be really bad. Um, Hordor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? What's like the big army that they're fighting? Grey Worm. <laughs> Grey, Worm. Grey Worm. Um, I don't think the Night to... King. Or no. Yeah, I mean that was right. Isn't that his big, name? He was the Night King. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just so funny. We d- we do this stuff all the time. We we're walking the dog yesterday. You can see while well, you saw my dog. Is she sleeping? Yeah, she's yeah. out. But I was like, what would be like a bad name for her? And Kelsey goes, Snowball. <laughs> the dog is black with like brown paws and brown features. She clearly is not a snowball, and she's short haired. Like, if we get another dog, I hope I'm hoping we get a boy. I want to name him Donnie, just because. After seen what? Donnie. Yeah, just because. Have you seen the movie Donnie Darko? No. With Jake oh, Gyllenhaal? I have. I don't know. I just feel like it's a funny dog name. And that movie made me think of it. There's a dog in that movie. No. But his name's Donnie, but like, who's going to name their dog Donnie? You know what I instantly thought of, though? The the bunny that he keeps imagining? Yeah, creepy. Ooh. Kelsey named, Kelsey's brother named their dog Dave. There you go, you know. But he's the smallest dog ever. And <laughs> like, he just walks like, into our room and they're like, there's Dave. Like, this mouse. He looks like a little rat. You know, um, my buddy's, one of my friend's dog's name is Frank. You know, I love it. You know, human human dog names are funny. I just love when you say a name, though, and you instantly picture a dog, and it's probably nothing like the dog yep. actually looks like. Well, like, uh, we have a friend that just bought a dog. It's They think it's, um, like, Rhodesian Ridgeback or Mastiff, and they named it Thor, which is, like, a sweet name for, like, a big dog, right? But if you get, like, a, a Chihuahua and name it Thor, I think it's – actually, I think it's hilarious, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really – Come here, Thor, and he's just like do do do, like snowball. Oh my goodness! Give me the. Oh, well, well, since we're off topic, we might as well might as well get to this question. Um, JJ's also probably. I mean, I love South Park, so it's hard for me to say anyone loves it more. But JJ also really loves South Park. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite episode? Everyone has like their top five, top ten, but like. If you had to pick one, oh, before you answer that, I'm going to write mine out to Kelsey just to see if we match. You won't get it. If you're trying to guess mine, you won't get it. Uh, I, well, I'm going to put mine and I will guess yours. Um, while you're doing that, it's funny that you say like top five episodes. Um, I posted on the South Park Reddit that if Cartman isn't in your top five favorite characters, you don't understand South Park as a show. And I got ripped to shreds wait who doesn't like cartman well, that's what i'm saying like you don't have you don't have south park without cartman 
No, right. I would even push that. I said top five. I would even maybe push that to top three. Well, he, like, carries the show. Exactly. There is no South Park without Cartman messing with Kyle and formulating these outlandish plans, you know? And everyone just ripped me, and they're like, Cartman's not even in my top ten. Well, and he always has the worst take on everything, which is what makes everything so funny. I can see people not liking him, but he's like, if there's no Cartman, yeah, there's no show. Right, exactly. So, and they, I got ripped to shreds saying that. I'm like, and okay. Especially true now. Like, I mean, uh, at the early episodes, like now Randy can carry a show. Yep. But like early on, if you, without Cartman, you don't have a season one. Right. Exactly. So. And Randy, Randy's my favorite. I love Randy. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so perfect. He's so stupid. Aren't you the same? Mm-hmm. Isn't that your favorite character? Yep. I love Randy. Randy's the best. And now that they kind of, you know, you could tell in the early season, they're like, okay, we can kind of do stuff with him. Because he's so dumb, you know, and... Yeah, he's a scientist, but he's an idiot. Yes, exactly. He drops, I'm a geologist all the time. Well, yeah, you're still an idiot, you know? Um, <laughs> well, and I don't think you're supposed to like Cartman. I just think you're supposed to... I mean, he's important, though. Yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, I I like him. I think he's hilarious. I don't think you're supposed to, like, root for him. Yeah. I Yeah, I guess. Okay, I can. I would agree with that. Well, let's, well, let's do it. Uh I say I agree. Randy and Cartman are in my top five. Are, you want to do? Are we talking most important or favorite? We can do favorite. Don't you don't have to put him in order. Um. Oh boy. I won't have a say because I don't really watch it. To be honest. Man, after after those those two are on such a high tier by themselves. Mm-hmm. After that, I feel like there's. You I mean, me to go, you want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay, so Randy's my number one. I love Randy. And then in no order, Cartman, the redhead police officer. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, just, he's another idiot. Like, he's so dumb. Um, Does he have a name? I, it's, like, it's like Officer O'Malley or something like that. He calls everyone Mitch. Like, he doesn't even know anybody <laughs> in his precinct. <laughs> um, He's so much better than Officer Bar Brady. Um, so what do I have? Randy Cartman, the redhead police officer, Butters. Oh, for sure. And I'm trying to think of who my fifth would be. It'd have to be maybe Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's like good. Jimmy, Jimmy's good because they can. They, he's another character that they can just. Okay, I'm just gonna throw an episode together with, with Jimmy. You know. So yeah, I think those would be my top five. I can, I'm sure I could flop or flip flop someone with Jimmy. I guess. Yeah, I can't. I can't even think who my top five would be. Like. You probably agree with most of those. I mean, Mister Garrison's good. Yeah, the the. I mean, the cop is every line he has is a is a zinger mm-hmm. like he's so dumb you and know. it's just so uh or it's it's covid related you know like so yeah no, that wasn't him that said it but it was the, the whole police force is just a bunch of yeah idiots. they're idiots <laughs> um do you want did you write down what episode you think is my favorite oh let me think uh give me a season Ooh, that i wouldn't is it like early or or later later for sure it's well it's a randy episode is it the Broadway one? No. It's oh. Is it? I'm trying to think of it to see if I can project it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Telepathically. Yeah. 
Make eye contact. There's uh, is it uh when he gets cancer? No. You want me to tell you? Yeah. It's the one where he buys a blockbuster. Oh and it's yeah. It's like a spoof on The Shining. It's so <laughs> funny. I was, um, me and Dave lived together and we watched it. And I had to rewind like a bunch of times. I was literally crying. I like several that parts during that episode because I just couldn't stop laughing. My favorite part of that episode is Cartman's costume. He's the Hulk. They <laughs> just keep calling him like, "Oh, you're you're a green." Honey Boo Boo or whatever, he gets so mad because <laughs> he's he's fat and he did not he's not wearing a shirt because he's trying to look like the Hulk, mm-hmm. but he's just <laughs> <laughs> they the robbers are trying to steal money from the red box. There's nothing in there because it's all <laughs> debit card. Related. I think I actually have seen that episode, and I haven't seen that many of them, but yeah, that one's funny. The ending when Randy's frozen, they ask him what he wants from McDonald's. I was crying. What does he What does he say? I don't remember. They're like, oh, because he's like frozen like um, Jack Nicholson in the movie. Like, you want some McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> Chicken nuggets, sweet sour sauce, and a high C orange. And then like they walk away. And then I think, God, Randy's funny. And I think Stan puts his iPad in Randy's frozen arms. And then that was the end of the episode. That reminds me of like uh, when he's dying from SARS. And he's like, yeah. Stan. <laughs> yeah. There's only a 98.3% chance I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. Or that one. and Or when he gets served by the kids and he doesn't, he kind of wants Stan to do, to get, or to avenge him. Then he's playing it off like he doesn't, you know? I know I can't stop you, Stan. <laughs> um, My favorite is by far World of Warcraft. Yeah, I figured that's the one I figured you would pick for me. Um, that one's so good too, though. Like that is a classic South Park episode. You can't trust the sword of a thousand truths to a noob. To a noob. Yep. Then he finds him. How do I equip this to give it to you? F the. You know, this is so funny. He's in Best Buy trying to play. That's not the one that plays on like Game of Thrones, right? No. Where he, they come over and he's like, "The pizza is coming. The pizza is coming." That's not that one, right? No. Mm-mm. That's oh, a good play episode, on the winter though, is coming. God, there's so many good ones. Because what I thought you were going to say was the Lord of the Rings one. where Oh, yep. That's a good one, too. Maybe I am a South Park nerd. I'm like, I don't watch it. And I'm sitting over here like, oh, that one episode? My wife won't watch it. And there's so many. And they, I joke, but it's serious. I mean, this is one of the most topical, like, smart shows on TV. They play mm-hmm. off everything. It's up to the minute with topics. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Trey Parker, I feel, is one of the geniuses of our lifetime like he is so good have you seen the play the musical no i've wanted to go i've heard it's really good but yeah we wanted the tickets are like we were in chicago when they were playing and it was like 200 dollars for a ticket so we didn't go but um to be able to broadway's pricey regardless but yeah but yeah every one of their episodes is on point and like they they're political but they make fun of everybody right no one is so they can't be canceled yeah well, and they write it like what two days before or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Have you seen that the documentary? That's there's really not cool. a lot of time, yeah. so yeah, those are those are funny. And I like to watch Trey Parker record because it actually reminds me of you, like the way he talks. <laughs> he does like a lot of their voices, yeah, and he just changes a little bit. And I feel like you could pull that off if if you're given the task. But um, have you seen videos of his daughter doing the voices? Because she does Ike's no. voice. Who's Ike? The little, the Canadian boy. Yeah, oh that's his gosh. daughter. Look it up. It's really funny because they stand. He holds her up, or she stands on a stool in front of the mic, and she whispers like, 
That's swear so words in there, cute. and then and then she says it into the microphone. It's really funny. Wait, how old is his daughter? Um, like has she always done Ike? Yes, huh. I'm pretty sure. So I think I don't know anymore. But I mean, she used to record stuff. I'm pretty sure when she was like five. Yeah, Ike used to be really like he used to be in a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen probably the last two seasons. So yeah, he's I, not really. I guess around. I can't call myself the biggest South Park fan if I haven't kept up with it but yeah she he's not really around that much anymore probably because she's his daughter 30 now older, yeah, you know so but it is funny because he'll whisper say this swear word and then she'll yell it into the microphone and then they'll do it over and over you know and it's just funny seeing it isn't there four-year-old. sorry isn't there like a youtube video where they're they keep recording the same episode or the same scene and they can't get through it it's like the guy leaning against the fence the farmer or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the one. It's the scene where uh, shitting in britches. <laughs> oh, he just keeps filling his britches yep, up. Yep. And they like couldn't get through the scene, right? So they just kept recording it. Oh, really? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I, I could, we could talk about South Park forever. We could have a whole South Park episode just no. because. Why not? I don't want to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> JJ can replace me that week, okay? <laughs> like it's not. What were you saying about it? Like it's a, it's it's such a good like they hit on, like current event topics and like yep. it's not just as, if you just watch a standalone episode, it can seem I don't know whatever vulgar. Stupid, or, yeah, you know. I always say it's way better than Family Guy. I hope mm. you're not a huge Family Guy fan because no, South Park kind of ruined Family Guy for me. Right. Well, that's <laughs> the Family Guy episode. Yes, exactly. And we just talked about that at work. So. And then every time you watch Family Guy, now you. That happens, you're like, oh, yep. okay. Yep, exactly. And I think actually it was, I think it was Brandon and me talking about it at work. I'm like, I can't watch Family Guy anymore after that South Park episode. And I used to love Family Guy, but they just ruined, they ruined it, you know? Because that's all I think of is that South Park episode. I feel like you either like one or the other. I mean, it's kind of like the Star Wars thing where you said like you either love Star Wars or you hate it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you either like Family Guy or like South Park. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's no really in between. Simpsons is kind of standalone, though. They're still going. That's crazy. You watch the old episodes too, with like the old animation, and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it looks so bad, but that used to be like yeah. good. South Park, South Park used to be cardboard cutouts that they would move. Yeah. Have you gone? Have you ever gone back and watched season one? Like mm-hmm. it's pretty. The the animation's pretty terrible. Well, and that's what it used to be. It used to be fart stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. and then now they kind of start doing the current event stuff which makes it good you know mm-hmm. um well that was that's it yeah we're, <laughs> i mean we're, we're coming up on an hour like we don't want to take up all your time but w- we probably should have led with where can people find your music um we're on we're on facebook we are on spotify um just type in our name a legend alone we're the only band with that name so far so we pop up right away um apple music Google Play, I think we're on Amazon as well. YouTube has both of our our full length and our EP on there. So yeah, we're we're pretty available. Yeah, I listen to you guys on YouTube Music, so you're on that app, which is the old Google Play Music. So you're probably on that too. So anywhere where you can listen to, uh, anywhere you're listening to this podcast, type in their band name, A Legend Alone, and it you should be able to find it. Yep. And we'll put it in the description of this episode, too, so that way you guys have that information as well. And, yeah, we're excited for you guys to give it a listen. I mean, 
like you said, it matches so many different tastes mm. that it's just, it's very easy to listen to. It's very easy to get into. Cool. Thank you. Hopefully soon we can start playing shows again. Oh, I was going to say real quick before we go. So kind of, I mean, speaking of current times, of course that was with South Park, but how how has like the pandemic really affected like the Milwaukee music scene? Like, are have you been able to play any live shows or? No, we haven't. Uh, and that's kind of, we were offered a show last, like late March. And we all talked. Oh, it's probably just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Number one, not a lot of people come out to shows with original music. Around here, it's all covers. If you play country covers, you have 3,000 people there. You know, you play original music and you're lucky to get 100 people. You know, so with the pandemic and, you know, a lot of, we're not, not a lot of people know who we are. It's, we're just going to play for five people because nobody wants to be out in the bars, you know, mm-hmm. with everything that's going on. And I'll, I mean, I kept thinking about my kids too. I mean, is this show going to be worth it if I get COVID and then I give it to my kids? Yeah. My kid's 12 and he can't with every, like nobody knew what was going to happen. He's like, oh, thanks dad. I hope that show is worth it. I can't play <laughs> soccer now. You yeah. know, like stuff like that. So, or worse. I mean, unfortunately in some circumstances, right, you know, yeah. So we kind of put everything on hold. We haven't practiced for over a year and now I have, I'm doing PT on my wrist cause I tried mm-hmm. playing again and screwed something up. So now that's pushing us back, but yeah, hopefully soon. I know the bar I used to work at started opening up stuff and that's where we always play a show there every year at Bubs. So I'm sure we'll get back there at, at some point. It'd be nice. Miss well, it. then- so it's kind of a blessing and a curse that you just dropped the new EP because uh, bad that you couldn't play it and right. promote it, but at least you got new music out there right before the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, before you had to stop practicing. So. Yep. Yeah, and this way too, when you guys do regroup and get to start practicing together, like you have probably so much creativity of ideas like stuck in your brain that you haven't been able to like get out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get together, it's going to be like explosion of content. We hope so. That would be that would be ideal. Yeah. I'm sure it'll take a couple weeks for us to get used to it, you know? Says Kelsey, who listened to Taylor Swift when she was in middle school and was like, I can write a song and wrote like the worst breakup song ever that only my mom has heard. Oh, do you still have those lyrics? They probably are at my house somewhere. That's where it starts, though. You start off with something like that and. Oh, no. You know, oh, God. And mm-hmm. when we were first writing a band, like, oh, yeah, I had an, I had an awesome breakup song. And then you, you read it. Years later, you're like, wow, okay. Yeah, I can tell you were in middle school when you wrote this. Literally, it was terrible. <laughs> like, I will cry of embarrassment if you ever find it. Probably worse than the dance recital videos. All right, well, the Michigan game is underway, so I think we're going to wrap oh, this up. God forbid. <laughs> uh, JJ, thanks again for joining us. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. 